When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Paroni. And this week I am talking to Phil Kay. Phil Kay is one of the most unique comedians I've ever seen. If you haven't seen him, you should try and get to see him. I was doing a few gigs with him in Bangkok and in Pattaya recently, so uh, I had a chat with him in my hotel room in Bangkok. And he's, I have to say, you know, he's just a unique guy. He doesn't really fit fit the usual idea of a comedian uh, talk observing normal life. He gets on stage and he seems to just do a completely different show every night and whatever happens, whatever comes to him on stage. Now, he will actually say that some of it is that it is prepared. Um, but I saw him over the time I was there in Bangkok in Thailand as well with him and he, he went off to do a few gigs in, in Vietnam and then came back again. But by the end of the week, a week, 10 days, let's say, he had a unique hour which was just full of observations on his time in Thailand and Vietnam. So, and it was hilarious. So, you know, amazing guy and an energetic man. I was spent a day walking around Bangkok with him and he's like, uh, he has the energy of a five-year-old. He uh, uh, is constantly bouncing off. They Not literally, obviously mentally bouncing around and off people and chatting to people and uh, incredible so um that's the chat this week and i loved thailand i've never been there before i um love the uh, fact that you can get food everywhere on their cooking on the street not actually on the street um but uh, on a cooker a cooking device on the street had plenty of times ate in the market or on the street and uh, it was some of the most delicious food I ate in uh, in the ever in the whole of my life and uh, no adverse I did get no I, I did one day get a little bit, bit of a dicky tummy but uh I don't know why I got that. You're bound to get that when you get go away, aren't you? Yeah, so uh, um, I went down to 
place called Pattaya, and I'm sure many people might know Pattaya is a bit of a seedy kind of a place when it comes to the, uh, you know, that side of Thailand and uh, the sex tourism, I should say. And it was a bit like the scene in Full Metal Jacket where you're just going down the street and there's ladies trying, beckoning you into their, into the different clubs. But apart from that, I did, still in Pattaya, there is this amazing temple made completely of wood. And it's not a really old temple. Uh, it started being built in 1986, I think. And uh, it's all just, I mean, literally everything's wood. So there's no nails or metal used. It's all wooden, carved wood, carved columns with carvings depicting uh, the Buddha and Hindu gods and the god of Mars and uh, lots of uh, so it's not strictly a Buddhist temple it's um, it's not strictly uh, it's uh, yeah, it's Hindu as well and uh, that's brilliant yeah well worth seeing if you're down there in Pattaya and so um, mm, good good times over there although I did get on the uh motorbike taxi a few times which is basically sitting on the back of a motorbike with no helmet and it was definitely the easiest quickest way to get around over there because the traffic's terrible but but I did find out that Thailand has the highest rate of uh, deaths on the road um, so probably shouldn't have done that but done it now done it in, in, uh, haven't I well um, if you're uh Stuck for buying a Christmas present this year, uh, you could do, n- you could go no further than going on to sockfellas.com where they have this uh, uh, wonderful array of unique and colorful socks. And uh, they're all m- different styles with different, uh, there's the 18 new styles up there on the website at the moment. They're all different styles called diamond days and walking off the blues and the real colorful brilliant amazing socks good idea for a christmas present or uh for yourself uh and uh and if you they're 7.95 each but if you buy five you get one free but also a unique offer to this podcast is if you uh, use the code potterooney the discount code Potteruni, you get a twenty percent discount on on top of the uh, of the discount of getting the fifth pair free. So that's that's pretty good. That's sockfellas.com. Have a look on their website. You can order there, and delivery is free. So yeah. Oh, I've just had an interesting day. I've uh, got up this morning. I was going to shoot a video and. Uh, with uh, for a for a for a music video, I was going to be in a mute, but at six o'clock, my son woke me in agony, and uh, we immediately had to get him. He was in agony. Got in the car down to the hospital, emergency accident, emergency. He had a and uh, he had a uh, twisted testicle, and uh, it's 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 a. Uh, poor fella was in agony he had to get straight into uh, to to surgery and uh, on twisted it's it's torsion 
torsion of the testicle and uh, so it's fixed now but uh, poor lad was in bits they, they'd even given him painkillers even given him a little morphine morphine not morphine morphine maybe it was morphine which is why he was still in pain after they gave it to him um, so that was my day my day and the twisted testicle but enough about twisted testicles have a listen now to the wonderful genius unique brilliance of Phil Kay. Yeah, I'm here now with uh, Phil Kay. Hi, Phil. What's the second line of that song? Strangers in the night. In the night, exchanging stamps. Is it? No, oh, the stamp collectors in the night. Stamps, philately. Philatelists, hold that up to your mouth. Oh no, you mean close. That yeah, now yeah. it feels like it looks like you're on stage. If someone was to look in their balcony across from here in this cheap, not cheap, oh, yeah. mid-tourist range Bangkok hotel, and you've got neighbours, Joe Rooney, who can see into, they can watch us now and think, what the fuck are those guys doing? They're idiots. Well, it looks like we're both performing stand-up to each off. other. Exactly, I'll out stand-up you. <laughs> So if you're not watching this, press your red button now. I'm looking at a camera that's not even there. But imagine if we were filming this. This would oh, be yeah, the funniest yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Because it doesn't. You don't have to do much on the internet. You just need to fill someone's fucking screen. Yeah. With an idea. Because we did well, a gig. Go ahead. The other night, and there was a. <laughs> the gigs that we're doing in Bangkok are above a bar, but it's the other room of a bar. So the bar below has a band playing yeah. while you're on. Yeah. No other art form. You're not doing ballet and someone's kind of just shouting at you from, you know, <laughs> comedy gets, is no art form status. So they're just playing bloody music and it wears into your consciousness, you know. You suddenly realize, do I really want what? And then and their noise. It is probably the only. Art. I don't like calling it an art form because then uh, you, you it can, is so. It is. is it an art form? If you look at, and you're in the library, you know, if you're in the library and you're looking for, you've got to think oh, of the genre. It doesn't have to be true. It just has to be the indicator. It's de- you, what you're saying is you don't feel you want to admit that you're doing enough art in your comedy. But I tell you, it is definitively. Okay, let's say it's an art form. It's the only art form that you will be making you, bread. You will be put in a situation where there's a lot of things trying to make it. More difficult for you to do it. Well, they're not trying to make it more difficult. It's just, it's, 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 we do it lowly. We do yeah, it with no makeup, no set, no mag, and sometimes no prep and yeah. no worries and, and no no sobriety. I do lots of gigs with no sobriety and absolutely not unstoned. Oh, yes, yeah, so you can do whatever you want in comedy, so that, that gets reflected. But isn't that why it's good? That's what makes it good. Comedy, stand-up comedy, good. Because you, you don't have that uh, pretension. It There's no pretension. I tell you, yeah, exactly that. And um, obviously, I get obsessed when I'm somewhere like here so that my show becomes all about being here mm-hmm. I, I mean I know it's a bit self-indulgent and, and I could do nice old routines for the audience and I probably will at longer shows uh, these wee ones you just all you need to do is talk about what you're getting up to and what you've seen I carry mm. a notebook and then therefore that's even better because in the end people might want jokes it might look like they want these jokes but in fact what mm. they want is your enthusiasm and if you're up for yes. it, if you're up for the detail of what you have got, then that will be just as good as any routine. Oh, my hotel room overlooks the police training academy, you know, tennis courts, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you, there's the humour is in there. So we, yeah. yeah, it's art form. As an art form, it's a f- most fabulous. It's the ultimate low entry level one. Yeah. It's just a human speaking. That's what makes it still so glorious. Because in the end, 
you know, music goes round and round, it still can come back to somebody with a guitar singing. It's come back to a human voice. Yeah. Not not forever, but it comes back. So it's cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, the music is, is, is the, the worst thing about music is that it can be background. But you could not have a background stand-up comedian, could you? You couldn't have a restaurant where there's just a background stand-up comedian <laughs> just talking in the corner. No, a music. You're talking about a, a music. A music. Well, no, even a music, even yeah. mu- even musicians, no. ba- bands play as background, like jazz, particularly. You can imagine a jazz band playing, and everyone's yeah. chatting. Not for me, no. No, but it, it, it's a possibility. No, I'm see, see what you're saying. So it's an art form, but yeah. But, like it couldn't be background. But what's your point? My point is, uh, comedy needs reaction. You well, can't well, yeah. be a background. Oh, sure, no, it's fair enough. Needs an audience yeah, well, facing, so, yeah, facing you. Yeah, so does ballet. You. We'll always return to ballet as our, <laughs> our non-parallel metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you, yeah, but what's your... Oh, yeah, badminton uses rackets. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to hit it back okay. and ping pong. No, people have to listen to music, uh, yeah. comedy, but you can hear music, but yeah, I don't want to do that in my life. If I go and see something, I want, I want to be focused on it and I want to see the person do what they most want to do. And that and comedy often is something free. People walk in and go, tell me a joke. You know, and it's weird. So yeah, it, again, it's that entry level, first one, mm. a human speaking in a room and or two of them and dressing up and then funny wigs, but it, 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 you know, it mm-hmm. changes. But yeah, the straightforward thing of it, you, but you couldn't have it in the background. No, it's not like, mm. I'm a massive fan of jazz. I can't get enough of John Coltrane. Can't, yeah, yeah. can't get enough of him. Can never listen to it enough because you'll never... You can hold on to it for about 49 seconds and then you, then you've kind of no memory anymore of it because you can't hold it because it's so many fabulous improvised so it's, notes of splendor, yeah. you know. Love but it. it's very, uh, Love Supreme is more accessible. But then there's another album uh, that, which no. is like Om. Do you know that album, Om? I think no, it's called, I've heard it's of it. It's insane. It's like, oh, that's right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Just, um, Incredible. Yep. Insanity. I've, never, I've always worked out to him, so I've never heard stuff of him that, that is, is, as it were, mad cacophony. I've always heard there's reasoning in it, so I've never got to stuff. But mm. when I first listened to Love Supreme without knowing much about it, then it did sound like nonsense. We once mm. found a Miles Davis cassette at school, and we put it in the machine, and we, and we listened to it, and we all go, ha, ha, there's something wrong with the tape. You know, we couldn't believe that someone would go, and it isn't nonsense. And that's why people make fun of jazz. And I, I prefer to make fun of people who make fun of jazz because they've got no understanding. They're missing the point. They're, they're shouting at the wrong barn. Guys, we're over here in our velvet mm. suits eating barbecue. You're shouting in the wrong barn because they know comedians, uh, the, the Coltrane knows exactly where he's going. So because yeah. he knows where he's going, he can go totally off la la. Yeah. I actually listened to uh, Bitches Brew on the plane coming here. Oh, from was it on your uh, It was in the uh, selection. The selection, yeah. Oof. And uh, I'd never listened to it before. Fuck. And uh, it's amazing. Ah, John McLaughlin. Yeah. He's doing on the guitar. He's Scottish. It, right, yeah. And yeah, it's great collaborative thing. He really gave himself away a lot. Have you heard Down on the Corner? Uh, no. On the Corner. Is, is that on? That's a complete mad double funk album where it's just all... Miles Davis, yeah, just go, gives right. him, yeah, just goes and plays with other people and kind of gives the emphasis back to them. It's amazing. That's later on, later is it? Later on, post yeah. tutu, you know, when he started doing all that, he, he, he horn with hip hop beats. Yeah, Sheepers. he did. Uh, uh, oh fuck, I can't remember the song, but uh, uh, bollocks. Um, oh, now the jazz guys got a point. <laughs> We're getting a bit of sandy. But, yeah, I love uh, Sketches of Spain, one of my favorite albums. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, what you do, so you you like 
Jazz, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the side of your earphones. It's like as if you've had them so long, you've actually worn down the wire of Sony from taking them on and off. Like these, you've had these for about six, five years. No, now. what have I worn down? The wire of Sony on the side of your earphones. Have I? Yeah, it's like the guitars. You know when you you wear down. Yeah, the, people say the to me, "How long board. have you had your guitar?" I say, "Long enough to do that." Yeah, I've done the bit. I've got some paint off mine. You can, you, people would pay. A How long does it take to get? Have you ever seen the guitars that are worn? The wood is worn right through. There's yes. a hole. Yeah. How long does that take? Exactly. Yeah. And where's the matter gone? Oh, it's hidden away. It's like they're escaping from a prisoner of war camp really slowly. But then McSavage told me that when he was at school, mm. some of the nuns, he said, Miss, what's infinity? You know, and the nuns had a, or the teachers had a set of routine to explain infinity. Yeah. Imagine a steel ball, a hundred times bigger than the sun, being worn away by a swallow's wing. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Uh, twice, I swear to God. That, that might have been David McSavage's joke, but the point is, it's people That's trying to explain infinity. anything, you can't explain it. But how many times you have to strum it? They could do the math. Because if you look really close, you can see which, how many matters are yeah. taken away. But the point is, you only do that if you've got your Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, on it, yeah, you're on yeah. it man. If you've, got, if you've worn that hole into your guitar, then you yeah. are a proper good but guitarist. Philosophically, of course. Yeah. Who knows whose guitar it is if... Someone else starts playing it because now I've got my atoms in it. Like wow. We're into third policeman territory. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you know that yeah well, in a way, yeah, that the postman becomes his bicycle. Yeah, I mean, but what's that yeah. about? Why is, he, why is he proposing that crazy idea? Well, I guess some of your uh, personality does go into uh, a bicycle or a guitar. Well, your I mean, you're basically playing me now. You're playing you're a part you're, of me because that's my guitar. That's yeah, my guitar. So you're. Sure. Well, I'm explaining that to I'm the. Just rubbing, rubbing. Some explain of that away. to the audience who can't see. We found see. something. We found our thing. Our yeah. thing is to explain the disappearance of matter, right? And then the idea of um, you know, you becoming one with an object physically because your yeah. atoms go into the guitar, maybe replace some of the space that you've worn out with your fingers. Yeah. I think the, the reason it's proposed by Flann O'Brien or whatever his real name is. Miles Nogopolin or what's his other name? He's got another, He's got another name. Names. Yeah. The third, the third journalist's name. Yeah. So he became what he is in our minds. He's, everything he did entered the universe of consciousness in one form or other as matter or something else. And yeah. that's what the books, I think, are about. But it's the same with us. We're all... That's what they found with quantum stuff. You can't observe anything without being part of it. There's no, there's no such thing as objective. Right. You know, this is at the core of... Well, I, mean, I, I don't really understand that, but I do know... My daughter, my daughter was telling me yeah. something the other day about... Uh, Oh, what's it's the lowest, like below atoms and below uh, neutrinos? Electrons could be them. They're they're uh, uh, they're um, matter, or or they could be a well, this is the a they could be a matter, or they could be a a. a this is the point. They, they wave. They, they don't have to be anything. What the problem is, we're trying to define what they are, and yeah. we are made of matter. So there's going to be an end point when we can describe yeah. what matter is, and that's the but, the metaphor is that the, we can't observe it. But the thing about are. this is, they act like matter yeah. until they're observed. But when they're observed, but they act like waves. Matter is so a, the uh, the act of them being observed changes their behavior. Of course. So maybe the universe it's, itself. But that doesn't cover it if really. If we didn't observe, if we weren't conscious oh, we are. The obs- w- but if we were uh, not conscious would the universe uh, behave the way it is behaving it's not, that's not what it's about I think it's about what's it's, it about you know when you've got the answer then you stop searching so you may as well stop searching because that's one of the ingredients of having the answer 
So the only trouble is trying to define all this. If you stop trying to define it, then you wouldn't be at a loss to describe it. Sorry, are you saying... No, go ahead, say that again, please. Yes, tree makes a massive crashing noise. When it's not... When we're not there. No, yeah. and it's, so let's go to the beach and have fun. You know, there's nothing to debate. And yet people have invented a lot of areas where they can then be confused and have an end point of their own knowledge when there's no point making yourself confused. Scientists have got to work stuff out and yet that's their, still their choice. They don't have to. You can right. leave it as it is. We don't need but bridges. I mean, if there wasn't... We don't need bridges. No, they save a lot what? of time. But if you're... Well, the point is... Come metaf on. Metaphorically, if you're happy where you are, you're where you are. So if you want to be somewhere else, you build a human construct to get somewhere else, when mostly you could just go around. That's ridiculous. Bridges are probably say... Like, yeah, but they're a metaphor. Me me they're a metaphor. Well, that's what I'm using no, as a metaphor. I'm using it as a metaphor. Oh, you are using it as a metaphor. Yeah, humans that create yeah. a lot of stuff. And so science and philosophy and religion and yeah, but ideas. I'm saying, if you're saying... Can you let me finish? Okay, you? go ahead. Why didn't you want to let me finish? No, but... It's just that the, the construction of these systems is then what's at fault, not the universe. Having that it's not behaving according to plan. Okay, but if there was nobody trying to figure things out, if if nobody yeah, tried, we didn't have they, bridges you, you for how long have, of our history? Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent. We didn't have bridges. We don't need bridges. Bridges are a thing that humans have made, and you know. And they save some time for people to commute across a bit in San Francisco that they wouldn't be normally able to get to it. They're not required, are they? They're not essential. I'm trying to think of a situation where a bridge, well, it certainly would save a lot of time. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what they do. They save a lot of time, yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, perhaps people might be able to do, do have more relaxing time if they can just go across a bridge and get uh, whatever... Potatoes, <laughs> seen as I'm Irish, and uh, instead can you see this bridge in your mind. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of a local bridge. All right, and could you? And could I'm you thinking, if you had to, uh, yeah, I could, but that wouldn't really work on the podcast. Um, <laughs> what works on the podcast? For example, if <laughs> I had to spend the whole day trying to get to the other side of the river to get some food or a milk or something. Instead of just going across the bridge, getting it and coming back and then reading a book. That's so startlingly obvious. But I'm just saying, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of scientific uh, stuff has saved people time and brought them out of poverty. Women, for example, were... St anyway, this is going way off the point. I'm, I was going to... I don't know if it is off the point. Really, okay. What are podcasts well, for? Okay, well, women were... were, were you get to the point, don't okay, you? Okay, okay, okay. So... I, no, I'm serious. What? About, I never listened to podcasts. What happened? Well, 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 I was sure. going to ask you about your comedy career mm. or a career, if you probably, and uh, that, you have a career. Yeah, is that what happens in all of them? Uh, well, it depends on who I interview, and I, I talk to. It depends. We go off the point. We go off the point. Oh, I but the hope starting so. point. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, you're. This, I don't want to be on the point. Okay, science. <clears throat> of course, it helps people. Yeah, that's that's obviously not what I'm talking about, then, isn't it? Okay. We're still using it as a metaphor. Okay. So man has tried to explain things and has invented tools and then, and there are major achievements. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then, unfortunately, I've become the trouble. The tools have. Yeah, yeah. As in? 
Well, if, if humans uh, have got all this science and nature, why aren't they helping all the humans that are in trouble and need it? Because they're not able to buy it. So mm. what we've invented through these tools is a way to hold or hoard. That's what we've really invented. Mm. Like Henry Ford, what did he invent? Everyone knows? The car. No, he invented the system of assemblage of a car, the production line. Okay. So, you know, la la la. Um, so, and then what well, that became is something to sell. It didn't, wasn't like humanity mm. came up with science for it to help us. Well, it does. It's only those that can afford the jabs. And even then, mm. it's not very nice jabs and shit. Mm. So, if we go into it, it's all trouble. I would say. And, but we were using metaphorically about, so about knowledge where you look at the atom, you were talking about neutrinos behave like matter. This all started because you were talking about neutrinos having to behave like matter. And I'm saying, no, stop, Joe, because they're not matter. That's a word we've invented for solidity in, in, in a wavelength. Yeah. Neutrinos are not that. And as soon as we try and define what they are, we're trying to use our words. And then the universe is at fault for not obeying our words. Do you get what I'm saying? So why bother? Uh, we find out a neutrino soon we'll find out we don't know what a neutrino really was I think really it's was. an interesting concept though that something might behave differently when it's observed um, oh it's massive that you means know. you could never go to any party and moan you know this is a crap party you, know, you are at the party yeah. you can make it good Yeah. so um, what, uh, my point is we love Flann O'Brien and we love his metaphor so you know let, and the why why do we love that metaphor? And let's stick with that. That's a, for a podcast. Yeah. That was my idea that we'd found something. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about being comedian. Who's interested in that? Okay, okay. Yeah. When did you first? What would you ask me? Uh, well, I was going to. You just said there you do. It, I, do you just go on stage and start talking or do you? No, no. I do it all different ways. But yes, of course. Yeah. The whole thing is a symbol. What I've invented <laughs> yeah. is a way to improvise the form. Not just, hi, I've got a house, it's a red house. Hey, Jimmy Hendrix is here with my sister, whatever. You know, I actually invent the form as I'm doing it. So do I need to improve it? Or do I need to just be energetic now? Or do I need to stand completely still and let them know exactly where, you know, what do I, you know, and so I can, I've got so many different uh, nuanced sort of, yeah, not that different, but, you know, I can sing, I can talk, I can tell them what I've just done, or I can have all 10-year-old stories that become so relevant to this night because it, you know. Right, right. So that's what I do. But no, I, I, except for last night, I go on and just start talking as a sort of ADHD guy about the Khao San Road where we're on. So mm -hmm. I just go, guys, come with me. I said to them, come with me. You missed the beginning, didn't you? Yeah. Come with me on a psychic journey down Khao San Road. And I'm just riffing on all the things that I'm there now, like in virtual reality. I swear mm. to God, it's like, I will never buy a virtual reality headset. Because mm -hmm. why buy something that's virtually what it would say, you know? So I'm never going to be interested and I hope none of my many children are, are ever going to wear one either. But anyway, because we've already got enough. So I took them down the road and so I was just riffing like on whatever. So yeah, I was literally just making it up because it's like you meet your friends in a pub. But hey, the, the, what have you done? They're yeah, selling yeah. me these scorpions and then you start. Right. It's just that comedy as its beautiful art formness allows you to talk for sort of 17 minutes without anyone going, would you fucking shut up, mate? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. fuck me. So you're allowed ego and ADHD to come to your, to rescue the twin ponies of the non-apocalypse. <laughs> So it's brilliant. It's that's mm. at its best. And I'm interested in things that what are they when they're their best? Mm -hmm. You know, so what are you when you're playing your best? And what is a comedian at? Everyone does everyone dies, everyone does well. People boot me and then I die and then I say, Hello, well with the coffee. <laughs> Comedians sometimes die. You just pick one that looks like he's died the worst you've ever seen. Had the worst. But like the thing that amazes me about you, I mean, I'm a <laughs> big admirer of what you do because you do take that risk. I think as when you start off doing comedy, uh, uh, certainly most people are used to having a death. You know, you die. 
uh, but you kind of uh, it's how you die because but you kind of start w- weeding them out by relying on uh, or most comedians not you I'm not saying you <laughs> by re- by relying by relying on tricks or whatever or falling yeah, I back don't, on I know falling I just don't back. want to talk about it. I mean I've got the tricks because too because you do I do have the tricks do. you come up to it you'll see the failing ones where where you then go oh hang on I better get them back on board so I do the old routine and then you do it half well I've got a second mic here now <laughs> you do it half well because your heart's not yeah I do all the shit the point is I'm in your mind so to keep talking that thing you think I am I am it sometimes but not always and uh, not but I don't need to say the word but ever and not always well yeah, I don't yeah, think the I've point ever, is, I've, that's what the philosophy is about the, and mm. the metaphor and the neutrinos mm. is that things exist as they're perceived to exist so I am what I know I don't even bother to refute it now that's why I don't like doing interviews the truth comes out I'm not all right, really? good, but I am in people's minds I'm the one go, <laughs> it just goes on what did you ask do you just let just, it go on and just start yeah, talking yeah. yeah who doesn't because nothing is no matter how much you rehearse anything everything is completely improvised and spontaneous Mm. It's just a question of whether it's whether you're you're adding a tiny bit to it or adding a lot to something new. Mm. Well, I just remember seeing um, way 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 back. I went to see your show in Edinburgh uh, three times, I think, and I saw a different show each time. So there you go. And what were Which, the hour long shows? Yeah. And what was the basic story in them? Um, was that just one? I year? think you had one bit of material that was the same, which was about. Uh, couple going uh, going up through the aisle of an aeroplane oh that was a long time ago. yeah it was yeah. way back way yeah. back and then i saw you in belfast one night actually we went out with paul tyler and got quite drunk we went to a karaoke actually and we um, saw an armored car and we saw an armored car and later on that night i got pushed uh down by a guy just pushed onto the floor. After you'd left me? Yeah, I was in the hotel and he'd heard me say something about Northern Ireland. I was really drunk and I was probably going, why, the f- why are they fighting? You know, yeah. stupid shit. Like, why, why are they why fighting? Why are they fighting? Yeah. And uh, he came up to me at the bar and he says, yeah, you come up here from this side. You think you know everything, don't you? And he was a bit aggressive, you know. Yeah. And I was well, I know re- how this story is. really drunk. So I said... I had a gag in my head was I I would say, do you want to step outside? And he'd say yes, and I go okay, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd stay inside. Yeah. But that didn't. I said, do you want to step outside? And he just took that as being very aggressive. Oh, that's brilliant. And, and he no, he, I meant he to just push- pushed me over. That's great. And I just fell on the ground. Pushed and you then over. Got up again. That's nice. <laughs> and anyway, what what I was saying is that night you uh, you had a a newspaper and you'd. Uh, you were going, do you see what's in the newspaper? Do you see what's in the paper? And you had a pair of underpants sellotaped in the middle of the newspaper. That's a good gag. But that was a good gag, yeah. That's a good gag. Because <laughs> what, what I do with that one, I haven't done that for 20 years, is that you go, oh, I find something really good. And you look as if you're looking for an article. Yeah, like, what's yeah. that thing? You know, so you can, and then afterwards, when you've shown them their pants, oh, there's something really funny in the newspaper, is to, <laughs> a pair of pants. Then they sort of laugh. Then they, kind of, they can then sort of remember the build-up and its little infinite sort of fun. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that's clowning. Once you get into that zone, that's before. But if mm. you then have a thing where you're doing, it's all about like silly expressions that they're getting. Like clowning, you can go off into these wonderful spirals where they're totally getting what you've done. You've only got the joke as a sort of platform to then you can all lateralize together away from it. And then you're adding little bits to what is totally surreal. And then you have these moments where you're in something that if someone came into the gig... At that point, they would just have no idea what you're on about. Everyone would be wetting themselves and you'd be mm. going, and then a polar bear, and then a panda bear, because you somehow got into so naming bears. like what you're doing 
yeah, you're kind of you're uh, hoping for that. You're you hoping know, that it will become. You don't always get that. Yeah, but you get it. And last night, I got was a woman like laughing quietly, uh, silently. You know, when she was doing that laugh, where you're not making any noise. And I thought, well, I've got it. It's great. Because what you've done, you've set up you a see, kind of a thing, thing where everybody's thing, in on it. And we're all in on it. And then, and then, they and then you start me. doing callbacks to... And the improv is not improv. That's a horrible word for something else. And yet you yeah. are... It's happening to you at the same point it's happening to them. Yeah. You're kind of, and that's the sort of bottom line, the nice bit. They're going, wow. Or so I've had people say, God, you're so vulnerable out there, man. Yeah. You really open up. And and that, like I know what they're trying to say. Same as, you're mad. And somebody said to me, you don't give a shit, you. And I'm like, no, I do. So each of those is a different perspective on the same thing, but it's yeah. again nothing that any of your uncles or your friends or all women do with their pals when they're out mm. away from the men. They get on like that and say things that everyone gets and and just have the most fun ever. And again, when you do it on stage, you can access that point as a solo human man teaching. But I'm actually trying to get out of comedy. I've had enough of it. Really, I've done it for long enough. Whatever it offers me, because the other night I went to a party. I was telling you on that rooftop with the with the H for a helicopter to land. Yeah. And we're on, and it's only the size, and we're on the top of this building. So, so everyone was standing up, but I had had a wee bit of absinthe. And so some said, have some salad. So just at the same moment, a young woman sat down next to me, and we, I started eating salad. Turns out I'd brought my towel to this party, and so had she. So we were. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was telling you that, sorry. <laughs> really? I can't you were I saying, I want to get out of comedy because, <coughs> and then you went on that story. Because whatever what is what it offers you, I, I don't require anymore. Mm. Or what chess offers me, I'm not in the market for. So this woman had a ukulele, and she said, do you, do you, "Can you play the ukulele?" And I said to her after a small pause, "No, whatever it's offering me, I'm I'm I don't want." Mm. You know, that's the only way I can explain it because I don't want to play it and hear that sound and then learn a few new chords and start again. I have to just play the guitar. Mm. But it was a bit of a, you know, it could put you off. Someone, if someone said to that, "Do you want to play my ukulele? Do you like the ukulele?" No, what it offers, I am not interested in. So it's a bit harsh, but it doesn't matter. She was an artist, so we got on really well. Yeah. But anyway. And uh, so comedy, stand-up yeah. is not... No, that's, I've been secretly getting better at music for the last 15 years whilst raising children. Because mm -hmm. music is something you can do at night or for 40 minutes in the day when you've got time. So I've been getting better. And so now I have melodies in a band and I've got an ultimate job, which is someone like you gets a chat show on telly. Mm. And then they have a, and it's an indie version, you know, we're talking about no ironic nonsense, mm. a real indie version of a chat show and you're the host and then you have a house band and I'm the band. Yeah. And I get paid to be a musician and then people pay to do their wedding or something and you go to high end weddings for five grand in an envelope. That's my dream. And I'm sitting down, I'm not standing up by the way, viewers, I'm not standing, I'm sitting down. He's, when si I, he's sitting well, down. But I sit down when I play. No, that whole, I'm on a stool, but I'm sitting down when I'm playing. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not, I'm not posturing. It's not about the... Uh, Music is about a groove to people to dance to. My music's just uh, music. And uh, your band are, this is back in Scotland? They... I don't live in Scotland. Oh, you England. don't? Oh, no, you no. live in England? Sorry. I live in England, sorry, yeah. yeah. So these are all um, yeah. parents from my school. Because uh, how else are you going to do it? Oh, you got yeah. to find the most talented, brilliant. That's the best thing about Steiner schools. That's where my kids go to a Steiner school. Oh, yeah. Alternative schooling is that the parents are brilliant. Right. More fun. No, they're not wearing uniforms either. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Except the air hostesses. Um so, so, uh, so yeah, I've got, so I've been trying. So comedy, sometimes I, you know, it, but it's got so close to just being a human. So I just be. That's why when it fails, it fails back. Because I'm just a guy going. And anyway, what about those things? Da, 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 and trying to get into the, the rap. Mm. Um, so that's why you know. So I'm just being a human. That's all I'm really doing. So um, I, and so I don't need to. But when I was younger, I needed to get a career. I needed to have a thing. I needed to do well. I needed to find a, a source for energy. And now my energy goes. It's happy to go into music and mm. child rearing. You know, what I mean, I, I don't. But a young man might want to do comedy because then they're going to get a job as an actor. 
because mm. a lot of comedians are secretly auditioning for acting roles and they love it. I saw a film last night on the plane, mm -hmm. The Circle, starring Emma from the Harry Potter series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma, Emily, Emma, uh, and then... Uh, Hermione, anyway. Hermione. Mm. And also she's on stage uh, busting up a Facebook organization and it's run by Tom Hanks, who's a stand-up, and then that guy, Garrett Pedson, or some other stand-up. There's stand-ups there, Jim Carrey, they're all stand-ups. And then what they like about stand-ups is they'll probably, they'll probably uh, do acting well, won't they? Because they'll sort of they'll do a character, you know, because most of stand-up is a kind of character. Yeah, I mean, I do a bit of acting, but I still would like to keep doing stand-up, I think. Although I like doing the music what's as well. Your, what's I, your best I acting? What's the best acting you oh, get? Oh, I, uh, I mean, recently get. that I could get. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the, the end point of your... Oh, I don't look at that, but if I got a good... I played Hitler in a short film uh, recently. Short... And that was good. And was it a fictionalized moment or a part it of was, real history? Uh, no, it was, it was basically Adolf, it's called Adolf and Eva. It was just basically the, a couple yeah. in the bunker. Just everything's gone to shit. Like he's lost his job and she's henpecking. So it's for laughs. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. But it was played, it's quite straight. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's hope, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, you know what you can't, these days you can't mince up your Hitlers anymore. It's been done. Uh, and, uh, but shit. Yeah, and uh, he's he's um, drawing. He's back to drawing. Back to drawing. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. He's oh. still shit at it though. Well, that's, um, if only people had had a, a, a looser definition of what makes good art, there'd be no war. That's right. Or yeah. would there be one with someone else? Doing someone else would have invented um, the wheel. Whoever invented it. There'd be someone else frustrated. Henry Ford. You know, he's, you know, he set up his own millions of people. What? There'd be some other person frustrated with their life enough to kill millions of people. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think. That, they, uh, listen, that is the uh, people the, shouting. Yeah. yeah. And you say that's the police academy. Yeah, and it's through there. It's through that way, but you just can't see them because they're at the other okay. end. Okay. All right. Because I've heard that. Academy. Even at six in the morning, I've heard that. Yeah. And that's uh, when I thought it was a stag party or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's a very organized stag party. They're all marching in group and they're all and they're all incredibly fit. You just and hear this. But they wear those old style cotton t-shirts that you just kind of don't get anymore. Really nice fluffy oh, yeah. cotton, but with the with a nice quite solid seam of navy blue around there in the neck. Yeah. It's like a nice police academy t-shirt, but I think I'd like to get one. Oh, so right. I'm thinking of sneaking over the wall. Yeah. It yeah, could be their yeah. first arrest. It could be they need you know, I give them some guerrilla training. That's the whole shtick. Hopefully, I'd love to oh, sneak in I, there. I God. was uh, talking to Aiden earlier uh, before when I arrived. Aiden said, "Oh, there's one thing." You, oh, and I was walking to the club. He said, "There's one thing you can't mention, and that's just don't mention the royal yeah, family." Yeah. But he said that you did. Oh, I'm you doing a I've got a brilliant routine <laughs> because basically you can be arrested for yeah if you make fun of them make and fun say of something the royal bad. family. But what did you do? I was just praising him because I read yeah. a huge book about not a book. I read a fancy. Because I'm hyper observant, I'm on holiday, and, all, and there's mm. well, you buy a coffee, but you can't get on the underground, the tube, the train from the airport with the coffee. Yeah. So I had to, do, and I saw there was a magazine, so I read about his. Have I already said that we're in Bangkok? If we, if no, you certainly didn't. That's why no, I said it a few Bangkok. times early on. Okay, right. But what do you do with the podcast? Do you edit it down? Some, yeah, I edit some of it, but not too much. But I liked it this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe I won't. <laughs> no, because sometimes I found even these recordings stick, stick. Um, I've been listening to a lot of vinyl the last year. That's all no, I, I don't release them on vinyl. No. <laughs> Why don't you be that the first? That would be good. 
quick, what were we talking First about? First podcast to go out on vinyl. That is I'm a seriously good joke, but also yeah. that's seriously good because you can get them down for 600 quid now. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I might do, actually. We're bringing out a vinyl. Do you know band. what? Oh, oh uh, the band I was in years ago were going to do a vinyl album. I, I was in a band. Everyone used to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, you can get them, you can make a thousand, you can make... What are they? You make them for a euro each, maybe? A vinyl? Yeah. No I could do a vinyl podcast. Well, sorry to interrupt that interview there, but uh, I just wanted to say that uh, don't forget, if you want some unique and colourful socks in your life, something to make you feel a little cool, a little, uh, a little to have a little je ne sais quoi on your leg, you know, when you sit down and you want to just reveal a little something about you that gives personality. You could do you could do a lot worse than getting on sockfellas.com for uh, to buy some of their unique designed colorful socks. And if you buy 5, you get one free. And 7.95 each so that's one one four the price of four you get five that's it's very it's, oh, it's simple isn't it but and but on top of that if you use the discount code Potterona, you get a further 20 percent discount uh so i'll be wearing those socks but what you're saying anyway about the royal family tell me so i just found a way of doing the clowny routine about it so yeah. basically i praise him i studied his history so i say because everyone says, so I say, everyone says, don't speak bad about the royal family. And everyone goes in the room. And then you go, and you realize what comedy is. Comedy is, for some people, is taking the piss out of things, isn't it? But yeah. for me, it's finding the clownies diamond in there. So the, 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 so the routine carries on with me going, no, I've read about that guy. He's great. Everyone's worried they're going to make fun of them. But he was great. And mm. I list all his achievements. Yeah. And, but if you do it with a completely straight face, no one in Malaysia will be able to, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, or Indonesia, Italy, Thailand. No one will get the nuance because they can't even try. No one, they can't. No one's going to mm. get the fact that you're just doing a straight thing. There's no jokes. You're not taking the fun. But every now and then you just do a tiny wee something because everyone in the crowd knows you're not meant to speak about it. Mm. So if, if you're about to say something like, because I say all the stuff he did, he went to a town and his Jeep fell in the ditch. His Jeep fell in the ditch. So mm. he sent them a bulldozer to make the road. There's all these lists of his achievements. He got a kid Sorry, once. Tra- his, his jeep fell in the ditch. Yeah, he so, was traveling around Thailand. But what so he made done a road. With, but they've picked up these incidents as yeah. beautiful. Or he's really, by, in brackets, merciful. So I say stuff like, he's a mm. brilliant king. And he was merciful and stuff. You know, mm. and you just say it totally. So the word, the, the transcript will be completely positive. Yeah. And there'll be the only the min. But that's the joke is that how minimal can you do your. Yeah. You know, they've, little... they've handpicked these moments, so we think he's good. He's a human being, of course, but here in Thailand, you know, we're subjects to the regime, guys. So you say all that shit, but, but with an eyebrow or a thing, because people mm. are waiting for you to say, and then his jeep fell in the ditch, because he was a drunkard and he's a bad, you know, and you don't yeah. do any of the stuff that they mm. do in their minds. And it's like, for me, that's like, ah, I found a way to do the royal family routine, tick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got one rather than whatever you do. I don't know what you do. No one dares, no one dares speak it, but I'm, Going on about his achievements without taking it. It's brilliant. If you think yeah. about it, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when Aiden was fucking shit, was he? Shitting it? I don't course. know. Well, he's got adminitis. He's setting up gigs and administrating them and trying to get people in and moving the stools around and changing light bulbs <laughs> when the crowd are in. 
And then he wants it to go well, but how can it go well when he's already worried? And it's really hard. I set up one gig a month in my local village. Yeah. And I've got, I've got to phone two comedians once a month. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. You know, and I, I know. And I double-head it, and I've, got, I've made it that it's the least you could ever have a gig. These people just turn up, and they just go on, and I do a bit in between. And then just, but I still have admin nightmares. I, I hated it. I had a, a one in my town as well. What's the date today? Um... What date is it? Because I think I've the got the 14th, on, I think. Right, I've got one on in, in two days when I'm not yeah. there that I have to email, tell everyone what yeah, they're yeah, doing. That is the word. Yeah. What, uh, the reason minimal. I stopped doing it was because I was off doing other gigs, but uh, then I'd get a call yeah. <laughs> saying, oh, the PA, we can't find the microphone, or yeah. the lights aren't working. Yeah. And, and then I'd come back and find out it was, an, it was a disaster because... Right, right, right. Yeah, and you don't want to be worried about a gig that you're not even doing. And what's her name, this new woman you've met? <laughs> the one that just texted Sarah. You. Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. Um, yeah. When did you, like, find a... <laughs> find a at, at some point, you had a TV show, and we were talking earlier about how you... Did that kind of throw you a bit? How did that... Make you Compared feel. to what? Well, just say, <laughs> say for example. Yeah, it's all wrong, honestly. I, say I, for, you, you're, you're doing your stand-up. You're doing whatever you do. And somebody says, what, what someone says, we want you to be on TV. Like what you do, I would, forgive me for saying this, but I'd say it doesn't translate doesn't, to TV. No, I know. Yeah. That's why it's all wrong. I'm telling you, it was it, all it, wrong for me. I just did and, what I went along with it and I was awful and it was embarrassing and yet it, it, I did lots of TV and lots of stuff and then quite a lot of gigs yeah. but there's, a, there's bits in the middle of and there's bits in the middle of any gig where you're doing exactly what you want not always usually in a bit there's a bit in the middle where it's just bing you know yeah. as almost all TV I did I just did what other people wanted and I had to be that crazy guy and it was awful and I can't bear it but was, that's what being young is all about you have to do that I didn't want to get it right then because it wouldn't have been right anyway I want to mm. do it now which is make the music I want to make and I, no one can make me do anything I don't want to do I play with my band for four years I've never told anyone what to do ever that's yeah. my choice we play you're in the room because you're lovely do you want to stay hopefully you do so you yeah. don't have to tell anyone anything so completely do it completely different ways so back then I was a young guy with silly hair and like doing making stuff up but there's and there was some beautiful imagery the last TV in my had a series and the last one had a theme of water and they built me a pond and I was skimming skimmed milk you know I got little milk cartons I found these milk cartons yeah. that were like this you know like um, the tetra pack those Icelandic billionaire women yeah. they've invented the thing where you open yeah, so yeah. obviously they come in a little carton carton but yeah. the very first ones you had to kind of rip out of it oh, yeah. and make your own spout yeah. I found some of them near the studio but this like the least one you could ever have so like 50 mil yeah. so at the time it was flat so I was like skimmed milk so I was skimming you know and that's like a rubbish pun, is it? It's also, I was the only guy I know walking around 20 minutes for the recording around the studio, still looking for stuff to fucking put in the TV. Yeah. Which is good, man. That's good. It wasn't, doesn't matter, but it, the attitude is brilliant. Yeah. I'm not backstage with my producers um, Talk. and where I went to see Russell Howard on the the good news show and he's a mate of mine Russell so I went they, went they were trying to stop me getting in the dressing room I could see they thought I was a kind of disruptive force and when I went there it was just he was up on a chair getting his makeup done and he had 16 t-shirts you know and he was just flicking through to see which one you're going to wear I think yeah. that's so cool because that's the difference because I treated everything like a real gig like a, a live situation and I was lucky to be able to because mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a stoner so I'm out there and I never knew so that was the only good big is I had a producer who let me be Phil and yet in the end it's still TV and you have to please people that you don't even hear have in this room you have to please other people 
bosses and then they were trying to please viewers and so I mm. never worked and it never came across well and I was all sweaty and rubbish and and even them I did QI I was the worst thing you've ever seen I was like I couldn't just didn't want to do it so I realized back then I was nervous and weird I realized it's like the ukulele thing it what it what it offers me I didn't actually want I didn't I didn't I don't want to do well from the torso up on QI I, I did a QI I was so bad yeah. I said guys don't worry about the second one because they book you for two. And they went, no, no, Phil, come back. And halfway through the recording, they actually stopped the whole thing. And Alan Davis sort of went, Phil, you know, come on. Can you sort of, you know, can you be more funny? <laughs> you know, because I just couldn't do it. And I realized, oh, it isn't nerves and failure. It's just deep down, I didn't want to do it. I don't want to be a funny guy on from the torso up. You know, it just so, didn't suit me. I couldn't do it. And it wasn't because of being weak and rubbish it was just because no, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it I just didn't know it then so I felt terrible for years so I've gone, why couldn't I just do that and now I don't question why can't I get into that I just praise the things I can get into like music and child rearing writing diaries uh, you know I turn my travel writing into books you know right yeah. I love it you know they are so I'm doing the things I like so that's where, I've, where it's better to get older as you get older so I'm, thank god yeah. so I, the idea of doing tv I've no interest in being funny in front of a lens anymore i'm not good at it so let the others do it like acting i couldn't do acting right in years so I'm, let those that are into it do it yeah i like acting but i mean yeah, yeah it's for some people some but uh, yeah tv is strange that i also think comedy doesn't work it doesn't shouldn't work or doesn't work <laughs> yeah, doesn't should. work in stadiums and oh no and yet People they, go and see they it. Because they're going to they're gonna share in something. And every now and then, there might be a moment where Michael McIntyre trips up on stage and then he goes, whoops. And then we all go, there's a real moment. It's like <laughs> porn. People watch a bit of porn. Occasionally, for occasion, you get, don't you? A yeah. real moment. Yeah. And woo, not in 99% of it, but there is, or maybe 10%. In, in porn? Maybe, yeah, there's moments. There's a real moment where they're, they're where acting. Where someone's getting real enjoyable pleasure right oh, there. Right, right. It's yeah. like, Peeping Tom, I don't really care what they're doing when I'm, if I had telescope behind your curtains here looking in the other balconies in our cheap Bangkok back streets hotel. It wouldn't really matter what they're doing. It's just the fact that you're watching them. Yeah. Like in that film, a short film about killing by Kozlowski. Oh, yeah. Or is it a short film about love when he's looking well, at the wife? I mean, you don't, they don't need to be having sex is the point. You know, you're just it's looking just at the, someone. The spying is yeah, the... Well, and the fact that you're seeing someone who's unobserved. Yeah. They're yeah. being natural. Yeah. And then that's fascinating mm, mm. i suppose um that's what that's what you get from that one moment in a big stadium that's what you're saying you, yeah. that's why people are there they don't get it yeah but that's yeah. why they're there because they're to share in the possibility of the possibility could, of something that happened just that yeah, night and everything yeah, goes up yeah. everything goes up when people go famous I mean, they go up to play their biggest thing and then and it doesn't work but you know what works in stadiums is being up the front of like queens of the stone age that works you know mm. my chosen thing that i like could work well, look, what happens in a stadium, what works in a stadium is big pyrotechnics, I think, and le- yeah. uh, a certain type of music, certain type of show. I don't understand one person talking into a mic, how that can, how people no, enjoy that in a stadium. Because they bought a it's ticket crazy. Online, but it's not just about that. That's one aspect. Of, the comedian show is just one aspect of it. Mm. Another huge aspect of it is saying to people, I bought tickets for this. Yeah. And knowing that yourself, like, I'm going on holiday. I've been saying I'm going to Bangkok in November for about four months. <laughs> <laughs> a, I was getting a wee tan before I got here. Yeah. So it's yeah, neutrinos, yeah. it's philosophy, it's um, Donnie Darko's future, it's whatever, it's there. So, yeah. so people go, I'm going to that market, and then they're all happy, and then it's 10 minutes to go, and, and it will always let you down. It's like that Alan de Botain philosophy book, How Do Holidays Always Let You Down? Because some people, 
it's not possible to come back from holiday relaxed and having happy. Apparently, most uh, most couples uh, yeah. go into uh, therapy yeah. after a holiday. Now, that will put it on the line because that's like it's like could you say the would you be together after the apocalypse? You know, because yeah. holidays are kind of like that sometimes. Well, and you're together child ride, 24 hours a day. You don't have a job or anything yeah, to, nothing to distract do. you. Exactly. That's what I've been told. I used to, I, like a Hoover, I've had been told by women, one mm. particular, who go, you shouldn't be doing so much Hoovering. You know, in other words, you should be away gathering buffalo hides and then coming back to me rather just being here. <laughs> but the smell of recent Hoovering is my, that's my eau de parfum. Hoover <laughs> de recent. What's another word for recent? You know, recent Hoovering. Yeah, so available in twenty-five milliliters. I still don't know a centiliter from a milliliter. What are you talking about? I'm talking What's about how what? the perfume we've just invented. Shaken back. No. Do you Shake remember that song? I certainly do. Do you want to sing it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's in D major. I mean, in G seven. I don't know if you could play it on guitar, but that'd be definitely. Yeah. Put the freshness back You do the shaking back And put the fretness back Yeah it's, I mean, a lot of Western music did, is your first, your fourth, and your fifth And you can, yeah. even if they're not You can stay there long enough for them to come back Because music's a miracle Isn't mm. it? It's another That's amazing that you could pick that up and do it I couldn't do that well, right. What chords did you play? Well, I start with a G and C because you don't yeah. know if you're going to the first or the fourth, which is right. G, A, B, C, first or the fourth, which is like most blues and Neil Young songs. And yeah. Almost every Western song goes, nah, 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 before it goes to the fourth. Mm. So you can start there. But also things overlap in music, don't they? The end of the bar, the beginning of the bar. So right. you, can, you can sort of fit it in anywhere. What about uh, Catch It If You Can? Would you be able to do that? What's that it's the ca Catch Bar. Catch It If You Can on the outside, it's chocolate. And underneath the chocolate, it's crispy well, yeah. catch it if you can there's more to tell okay well it's right catch it if you can no catch start again catch it catch it if you can on the outside it's chocolate and underneath the chocolate it's crispy catch it if you can there's more to tell in the center it's creamy caramel first it's crispy then it's creamy catch yeah um, I That's don't know that tune, but that will be not—that will be a simplified version because that was probably a sort of simple, too bluesy format for the advert. People right. don't normally do blues in adverts; they do jingles, uh, which are almost no. It didn't sound like that in the ad. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, that <laughs> was never a, heard it. that was a more soulful. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And that really got the, there. Last night I saw at the hotel uh, is coming up soulmates on bridges i mean i wonder what that is and then i pass the building and it's like a 10-story building soulmates hotel the soapy massage hotel the <laughs> the soapy mass i said really whoa mate take me to the fifth floor soapy. i went up and i had uh two amazingly beautiful women all soaked up with me in a or one in my lap and one all around me i just we just did soapy 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 massage about dawn <laughs> soulmates it's a great name. I thought that was a. I thought this was a Guardian <laughs> dating service, which is called Soulmate. So it's Soulmate, but I love that word mate because it's like he's found his mate. And when me and kids, what me and my kids, I've got three, you know, four, six, and eight year olds. And whenever they say, "Dad, can we watch a film?" I always just put on wildlife programs. <laughs> yeah. So they're watching something, but they're sort of seeing wildlife. And then they and then we'll go. They're mating. Said the stuff that they can shout. They're mating. They don't know what it means. <laughs> There's a lion prowling around. You try mating with a lioness. It's insane. So mate is a friend. It's also the action. It's also 
a partner in life. I mean, it's a beautiful word. Yeah, here yeah. we are. And it's a condom, isn't it? Mates condoms, yeah, yeah. without an apostrophe. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is weird, but then... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's plural. One condom is plural, yeah. So, uh, did you... <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is, like a sheep. So, anyway... Um, how do you, when did you first do the gig? You keep going with the podcast. Just keep going. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, finish soon if you want. So I had no idea. No, what yeah, I want to. I, I should go and see Bangkok. Well, no, fuck it. You can see Bangkok. I'm, as long as you're getting what's proper for no, we're going fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, do you remember do. your first ever ever gig? No, you don't remember I mean, it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but but like what? Who? What was going on? Uh, where were you living? Okay. Hmm. Um. I was living in Glasgow and I just finished university, which I did for a year and a day, and then I left. And I'd met some guys in my holiday year off in Edinburgh when I worked in a restaurant who said, why don't you enter this thing called the So You Think You're Funny Festival? You know, So You Think You're Funny competition at the Edinburgh mm. Festival. And I was like, I'd never heard of it. And in our group, I wasn't the funny guy. I was like a jokey guy. I wasn't the funny guy. Mm. There was much funnier people because our group was just full of really funny people. But I was the guy that they knew could maybe do it on stage. So I entered this competition and my first ever gig was a heat. Oh, yeah. Four days later of the So You Think You're Funny competition where I had about a minute, two, three minutes of jokes, tops, all one-liners, all quite curious, the kind of one-liners everyone gets now from Milton Jones. I had, that's all I did. Yeah. And yet it didn't fill the time, did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, and I was supposed to do six minutes so I did three minutes and the first joke I came on everyone was milling around I was thinking do you hold the mic or do you you know what do you actually do yeah. I'd practice my one liners on Barry who's much funnier in our group in Edinburgh and, and some of the one I see laughed at so I had a kind of confidence because obviously they're good but will people laugh at them that's a different matter mm. will they get will they allow themselves to go with because you say, I'm doing all one-liners. You go, okay, thanks, Milton. And then he comes on and does one-liners. But if you could see Milton Jones, you didn't know what he did, you might halfway you go, all right, mate. Just, you know, settle down and do your act now, you know. Mm. But you go, oh, is this just what it is? Oh, God, I help. I'm leaving. Mm. You know, obviously they're good, but you know, who wants to eat sweet corn for all the seven courses of your fucking mm -hmm. meal? So I did a couple of, the very first thing, I, so I came on, I had no idea. So I, and, and had about, so I added, I did it actually improvise where I said, Good evening. So, before I start, I usually pace around all nervously in the dressing room. So, which is a very curious, funny one-liner, isn't it? Before I start, I mean, even what do you say? You say before I start, I'm gonna I'm Scottish or something. Whatever you, whatever it is, I was gonna say. I don't even know what that is. Mm, mm, so, mm. before I start, and there's silence, and then one of the judges, Lynn Ferguson, brother, sister of Craig. Oh yeah. She went ha ha and laughed, and then everyone else went ha ha ha. And there was a minor ripple of applause yeah. where, thank God, because she heard the words and she's a judge and she was looking and then whatever. So I think everyone else just hadn't got it because they were thinking I'm a novice. So it's actually playing with the fact. And that's where it went. So then I did about 10 jokes, one-liners, and then I won that heat. And a guy came up to me called Stu Who. And he says, we've just had Bill Hicks on our TV show. You might have, and uh, would you want to do uh, The Funny Farm, this TV? I got offered TV. I'd done yeah, three minutes ago. Straight of off. And it was the thing called The Funny Farm recorded from the... Edinburgh Festival, which I then did yeah. the following year. So my, I did three minutes of comedy, had a second gig, I won the competition, and then the third gig was six minutes on BBC television live from the Edinburgh Festival with John Hegley, Joe Brand, Mark Steele, and Phil Cadis, young Cadis, just won their award. Yeah, Six minutes of primetime TV forever. So that was my first three gigs. I had the most meteoric rise. 
yeah. that there's ever been. Instant success. Incredible. And uh, that was but it. But where was you I were, living, you see? <laughs> you were doing... Uh, uh, and the same happened. Your brother was bass player in... It no, still is. It still is. Frankie, yeah, my stepbrother, Frankie. So his Step- mum lived with my dad. So he's no blood relative, but I grew oh. up with Frankie. He's in uh, what band? He's in The Darkness. The Darkness. He's the bass player, Frankie Poulain. So he's mm. French. He, they've got less oh. humorous now. They look like less of a pastiche. Everyone thought they were a, a pastiche, you know. Were, uh, they, were they trying to be a pastiche? They were, no more than David Lee Roth yeah. was a pastiche, was he? Or the high voice of Neil Young was a weird voice, yeah. was it? No, they weren't. They just got mistaken for that and then could not look like it. And in a way, they were pre-preparing themselves, I think, to kind of deal with this thing of What's it like, you and I know, to psychically be out there in front of a crowd? I mean, do you mm. really want to go, hi, come on? Or do you want to, can you do it shyly? I can do it shyly. There's not many people who can be on stage in a non-ego way. Yeah. So, the, so, they, so he put on the cat suits and had massive tattoos and, it's, and Justin's brilliant and genius. Mm. And, it, and yet they're, oh, he's got a high voice. And then yeah. Frankie was the worst though. Frankie actually did sort of, all he did was that and wear a really big moustache and wear flares. And it's like, you know, they got dressed up and won five Brit Awards. But they were kind of, styled overdone become a parody of themselves yeah. so then they all got onto drugs all got off the drugs killed the drummer and they've reformed as a kind of sober yoga band you know Justin now lives in he's a vegan and lives in Switzerland Frankie's totally lovely cool dad living in London you know they, they you know they've changed yeah. so now they're actually just a brilliant rock band and do really well in America and Australia where, where people still need a David Lee Roth yeah. Or an Aerosmith. Aerosmith are too creaky and old. You know, America needs a lot of America's You know, and there's a video yeah. of him jumping off balconies and Frank is playing his bass for real and, and the crowd are loving it rather than in Britain, it's, they, they blew it in a certain way and now they've won it back magically. I mean, they're amazing. It's funny that, but that uh, they came across a pastiche and yet at the same time, like Queen hmm? were always like that and no one... But you never know. Uh, People took them seriously. Amazing. Well, what is yeah. it? It's journalism. Yeah. And, and so people go, oh, I need a point. Oh, there's one. And then everyone goes, this point has been expressed. It's like fake news. It mm. has a power because it's still, even though it's fake, it's still in people's eyes and minds, which is news, mm. isn't it? Mm. So it's, so yeah, it's fascinating. So now I'll go and see them get back from here on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday night, I see Queens of the Stone Age in London. And then about three days later, I'll see the darkness in London. And with a friend of mine who's come over from Australia, who I bumped into at a gig, who just happened to be friends of Frankie in the band. All right, this cool. This at a gig. Turns out uh, we both were a triangle. Anyway, so um, so I'll see the darkness quite soon. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, listen, it's been good. Good chat. <laughs> Are you going to? You're going to Vietnam uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, morning, yeah. Off to Viet- First time. I'm off to Nam. Nam. Vietnam. Yeah. Nam. Vietnam. Um, <laughs> as opposed to Cheltenham <laughs> I just come back Cheltenham. from Nam Cheltenham, Cheltenham which is a really old joke by a guy I can't remember his name but he was like a, 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 sort of the first one liner stand up back in the days of the Tube he was on the Tube with Jules Holland you know a, a, oh yeah one of the first guys like him and John Hegley were actually sort of doing alternative comedy and, and, and you'd see them in bits of culture before there was stand up shows and stuff because mm. alternative comedy sort of had to continue. Well, look, because John Hagley did did uh, poetry and stuff. Yeah. Didn't he? yeah, and he had a band. And he had a puppet, a dog oh, of a dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a suitcase full of books, tiny mm. ones that he sold for a tenner, really small books. After gave yeah. he sold them all. Oh, to hold it up yeah. higher. Yeah, hold up the mic higher. And, and <laughs> yeah, kind of stand up's gone a bit away. F- like it was a bit more mental. There was people doing mad things, as opposed to just doing 
Yeah, you had to be mad to get into it. No, it's a stand up. Anyone can see, oh, that's what stand up is. Oh, you do that, right? And you lean that and you and do, you, and yeah. you look kind of casual. Or... Yeah. Then we end up with Mickey Flanning, the sort of last Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> 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 casual, observant stuff, but just done as a complete log off in the shed. It's brilliant. <laughs> Welcome, citizen human. Get out there and just speak. Our job is done. We must fly off now as angels of stand up, <laughs> the founding fathers, the gods. Uh, the pillars of the Parthenon. I'm going to uh, head around Bangkok today, so um, you're not going to recommend that, apart from Soapy Soapy Hotel. Soapy Soulmates. Soapy Soul. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend getting the buses, because yeah. they are so amazing. And yet, again, I, with me, it's day one, day two, day three. Right. So yesterday was day three, so I'd start local, just wander around and get a yeah. And I'll, you know... And then and just branch out. In, in terms of things, there's nothing I could recommend apart from beautiful bars and I've been to and rooftops and mm. there's a, there's zoos and temples and boat rides. You can't fail. I mean, nearby, I'm, if I just get walking, I'll find a temple or something. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. there's temples nearby. But uh, yeah. well, I, I brought you a map. All right. Oh, did you? Uh, no. no, I forgot to bring in. I, I found that. I thought we'd do that for the podcast. I forgot. Sorry, I got oh. a map of. The, which I can get now, Joe, and show you a local yeah. area. But but you just want to get out there and then decide. Yeah. You find a thing, then you could get a taxi to it, presumably. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's one yeah. way of doing it as well. Yeah. Find a thing you'd like to see. And then just there's, there's a snake are... museum. There's a coin oh, museum. All oh, right. Okay. There's a national gallery really close. They're right. all a bit uh, mainstream. Yeah. Uh, but there they are. You know. So you depend how you want to do that. Just describe your um, method. Um, your, your, and then then you, you can achieve that. Yeah, I guess I'll just wander and keep going further away. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to see a temple. Oh, well, I, I'll bring the map because they're all yeah. on it. And there's and someone, my friend told me the best one to go to. Oh, really? Okay. If you go there at 5 p.m., the monks are singing. Apparently, oh, you can get wow. into, let's do that. You get into a tonal sort of orgiastic Bach ah, experience. Okay. Cool, cool, Bach, cool. Where yeah. the tones, I love that stuff. Yeah, I love yeah, them yeah. monks. Monks make me laugh, man. It's another falsity, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And. Do you want to sing a song or? Uh, not really. You, you just. I might want to play the guitar, but twenty minutes in my room or something. But um. Oh, but not now. Yeah. But okay. not now. No, no, no. Not this year. Yeah. I like this song. Anyway. Yeah. Fun. Listen, thanks. The lovely Phil K there. What a man. What a gent. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing him over here in the uh, in the Isle of Ireland uh, in the near future, in the next year anyway. Uh, yeah, what am I doing coming up? On the 8th of um, December, I'll be in Greystones with Patrick MacDonald in the Greystones Theatre. And... Uh, the night after that, I'll be in the spirit store in Dundalk with Patrick. But that's sold out, so I don't know why I'm going on about that. But the 11th of December, I'll be back in the International Bar doing improv on a Monday night. It's the best gig you can go to if you're looking for something on a Monday night. It's improvised comedy, always packed out with uh, probably half Irish, half tourists. We find we get a very mixed audience there and uh, um it's i'm not i'm not just saying this but it is really good it's really good it's bloody bloody fucking good mate and uh i've got a lot a load of other ones coming up haven't i the uh, 13th i'm in the Coleraine art center 
in Coleraine in Northern Ireland. And on the 15th and 16th, I'm in Barcelona. 15th and 16th. Now, I don't remember the names of the venues, but I'm in Barcelona. And the um, there's some other gigs, but should, that's enough anyway. But listen, thanks to uh, to Phil there for for chatting to me and thank you for subscribing and listening and getting giving me feedback if you want to give me feedback uh, you can get me on twitter at joe rooney one and on instagram joe rooney comedian facebook joe rooney comedian my website joe rooney comedian.com and speaking of websites if you're looking for a nice unique colorful pair of socks get on to sockfellas.com lovely designed socks uh there's currently 18 different styles up there there's 7.95 each and if if you buy f- five you get one pair free but not only that special offer for you Potterooney listeners if you use the discount code Potterooney, you get a further 20 percent off uh so go on though and have a look because they are absolutely Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant socks. I'm, uh, I say, what's my favourite would be Citrus Blocks, I think. My favourite sock, my sock of this week, definitely. Uh, right, well, thank you to Daniel Rooney for the music and uh, please get on uh, iTunes and give me five stars on that uh, thing there as well or and a review a review would be glad I'm also on Spotify at the moment and uh, I'll be back next week with another wonderful interview with someone I'm going to actually interview down in Cork this weekend yes thank you goodbye goodbye I didn't expect (laughs) Goodbye This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network Being a parent can be really challenging It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.